0: You're on Access the Story Radio with Trav Johnson. We're talking about faith formation, culture and the story of God. Follow us on accessthestory.com or follow me on travjohnson.com. Every now and then there's something new that I am learning about who God is or about how he works in this world just through everyday life. And I've been finding that responding to to someone in a mental health emergency is revealing new depths to the incarnation. Over the last couple of years, I've been thrust into a number of situations where I've needed to provide mental health first aid. And a key part of the response that's required when a person is in distress is to validate their emotions. In a moment of hysteria or distress, often people will not have the capacity to name what they are feeling. So an important part of intervening in uh, their distress is through statements like, I can see that you feel, might be angry, or I'm wondering if you're feeling and it could be rejected, for example. Or I imagine that feels confusing. Now, I must admit, I feel awkward at first uh, invalidating someone's emotions. I can't help but feel like I sound a bit redundant in what I'm saying. I have this inner compass that fast-tracks to solutions So my default first responses would tend to sound more like this. What's wrong? Why are you doing that? Stop being silly. And as I say them out loud, it's pretty clear that none of these will be helpful. None of them will be helpful because they communicate to the person that I'm on the other side of their problem, making observations and judgments. whereas the first set of phrases communicate I'm on the same side to help understand their experience. Another aspect of providing first aid to a person in distress is the manner in which help is offered. My default has often been, I'm always here for you if you need me, or let me know if there's anything I can do. The trouble is, this response requires the person who is in distress to diagnose the solution to their problem. Imagine if we did that in a hospital emergency department where someone comes in with an obvious problem that's right in front of us and we say to them, I'm always here for you if you need me or let me know if there's anything I can do. Some better ways to offer help are, I can see that you might need help. Is there something you need right now and perhaps even give some examples of what you can offer for them or I think I can offer help by and you name how you can offer help are you ready to talk to me about that now or would you prefer we chat about it when I come back so this is me being actively present the person still has agency but the burden of care is in my hands not theirs so i'm learning how to be interventional without being intrusive and this is where my perspective on the presence of jesus uh, the incarnation is being blown wide open the incarnation is god being interventional without being intrusive when jesus came as a baby and when he lived amongst us as a human being, he intervened in this creation. He intervened in our lives without being someone who was completely intrusive. What Jesus was saying to us, I can see you. I am with you. I'm doing this for you. I'll be back for you he's not saying, what's wrong with you? Let me know if there's anything I can do. Jesus is actively present. His incarnation is interventional, but it's not intrusive. Why is our presence for others often completely passive or completely intrusive? What might it look like for us to be actively present? You're on Access the Story Radio with Trav Johnson. We're talking about faith formation, culture and the story of God. Follow us on accessthestory.com or follow me on travjohnson.com.